Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Well, if I'm looking at being the GM here and I heard him say that, I'd come in and t- you tell him what he wants to hear until you get there and then you do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, right? That's, exactly That's so funny. Right. Look yeah. me in the eye and tell me that you won't make significant changes. Okay, Craig, I won't yeah, make big yeah, changes. I won't make any changes until... The next day, and okay, yeah, we got the precinct suitor to give up their no trade. They're gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Lou will be back with us tomorrow. But we asked him, well, okay, if Craig Leopold wants to throttle down and and he won't take a rebuild for an answer, how, and you think that rebuilding is the right way to go, how do you uh, handle that? He goes, well, I lie to get the job, and then yep. I do what I need to do. Yep. Uh, no, by change, the way, no changes. What's our timeline here? What's uh, Is it still... It sounds like there might be more than one candidate are, here, right? There's two. Uh, Russo reported in The Athletic yesterday that Paul Fenton, the assistant GM in Nashville, and then a Tom Fitzgerald, who played in Nashville when, when Leopold on the team, and I believe now is the assistant GM for the Devils, are coming in. Let's see. Fenton was here for an interview, a second one on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Fitzgerald, the assistant GM for the Devils, the Devils, is coming in on Thursday for a second Sit down. It sounds like he impressed them a lot. And uh, so we've gone from Fenton was going to get the job to Fenton might get the job or probably will, but he's got competition. Does this reflect poorly on Fenton that he was a, sh- a slam dunk two weeks ago and now? I don't think so. Okay. I, I think this probably said said that they had, had a guy that sat down and was, was well prepared and came with ideas and that they're smart enough to be like, oh, okay, wait, wait. Well, if if you've got ideas that are going to be beyond what we originally thought. So I would say that this is probably more of a uh, pat on the back to Fitzgerald approaching approach to talking to them the first time than this is a uh, knock against Paul yeah. Fenton. So if Lou Nanny said that he would just lie to get the job. Which I love. And then and then make the, the moves that are necessary and required to rebuild the franchise. Let's play a little game called... What lies would you tell the owners of the Wolves, Wild, Vikings, and Twins? All right. Now, should, should we start off by, by going through all the teams one by one, or should we go back and forth? Um, let's go. Yeah, let's just go. We'll go, we'll go team. I'll throw a team out, and then all you right. and I can both give our lie. By the way, we're interviewing for either a GM or a coach role, whatever yeah. whatever position I, I you want. G- GM mainly, but okay. yes. All right, let's start with Craig Leopold. What lie would you tell Craig Leopold? Uh, I would tell him that, uh, Craig, you're absolutely right. This team only needs tweaks. It's made the playoffs several consecutive years. It's a it's a stable franchise. I, I am going to come in, and I'm going to tweak things. 
And then once I got the job, I would trade stall, zucker, coil, protein, and do my best to miss the playoffs in order to build to build uh, a, a franchise that has more draft picks and young talent. And meanwhile, I would cross my fingers and hope that Parisi and Suter come to me and like, what's going on here? And I tell them, boys, we're rebuilding. And they say, as Louis said, well, then I want out. And I say, I will do my best to accommodate you in the midst of your 13-year, $98 million contract. So we're pretty close on the lie that we would tell Craig Leopold. I feel like your plan with Parisi and Suter might take a little while, like like another year or two before they realize what's happening. I would expedite that process. So I would also say, hey, listen, Craig, totally agree. We're going to bring the band back together. We're going to make a couple slight little tweaks here and there. Maybe we'll trade Coil. Uh, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll trade Brodeen, but we're gonna bring the band back together. Meanwhile, I've actually hired some former KGB agents who are sitting outside, and they have uh, convinced, shall we say, the thirty-five-year-old veterans to waive their no-move clauses. Oh, All so you're, oh, so you're intimidating Just some, con- some convincing. You're intimidating yes. them. Oh, and then yeah. and then lie too. I think your corny slogans each year, Craig, are fantastic. They're amazing. As soon as I got the job, as soon as I got the job, we got no corny slogan for 2018-19. This is our ice is gone. We have no little stupid catchphrase. In fact, I just slurped a half gallon of water from Lake Superior, and I've been holding my bladder. I'd like to, I'd like to christen the ice, if if I may. Uh, All right, the twins. Go ahead. What lie would you tell Jim Polak? You go first this time. All right. Well, I would. uh, I would tell him, listen, baseball is important, but my main priority is going to be making sure every crevice of Target Field is covered in bars, restaurants, and craft beer stands, okay? Baseball's random. You win some, you lose some, you bring in some players, whatever, but drinking and eating are the top priorities here at Target Field. I think that's a and great And then I would get the job and I would. I would acquire power pitchers. Oh, I think and, it's a great idea. Yeah, but I, I mean, like, to get I like your to, lie. to get the job, I think I need to convince him. Listen, we need about nine more craft beer stands and four more catchy named restaurants. So I, I told you on the uh, Tuesday show that I'm pretty certain that the Twins brass is going to say, you know what, Joe Mauer, he might not be great, but he's productive. Let's bring good old Joe back on a one year contract. I would tell Jim Polat, you know what, I revere Joe Mauer. I believe in my heart of hearts he's a Hall of Fame player. He's a St. Paul guy, and through and through, I believe that Joe Maurer should be a part of this franchise for the long term, damn it. Heck, I'll sign him to a three year contract. And then Jim Polad looks at me and says, Judd, you've got the job. I'm so happy right now. I immediately go to my marketing department and say, Ladies and gentlemen, we're having a Joe Maurer day because this is going to be it for Joe. This is going to be it for Joe. We're going to have a Joe Mauer day. You know what we're going to do on October 1st? We are going to honor Joe. We will even retire his number immediately while he's still playing because Joe Mauer's career as a twin ends after 2018. What would Joe's speech to the 18,000 at Target Field on a Tuesday night, what would it be? I consider myself, myself, the boringest man, 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 on the face of the earth, earth, earth. Well, you're forgetting, oh, geez. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. There's a lot of people here. Well, what about the Vikings? All right. What what lie would you tell Ziggy Wilf um, to get the job? I would actually. So so let's say I was I sat down with Ziggy and Mark Wilf and Zim was going to still be coach. I would tell those guys, I, I would say, look, guys, this team is built on defense. And Zim, I believe that you're a great defensive coach. And therefore, we are going to do everything we can to keep this defense intact. And that includes re-signing Anthony Barr to a multi-year extension because I know he's your guy and you love him. And while I'm worried about offense, defense is wh- where it's at. 
And they would all say, Judd, you got the job. This is fantastic. You see the vision. I sit down at my office, and the first thing I do is say, Anthony Barr ain't coming back. I'm uh, re-signing Stefan Diggs. Diggs is going to get, and, and Hunter I like, but Anthony Barr is going to be the cap casualty here. He's not coming back. It's a pretty good lie. It's a little bit, it's a bit of a shot. I mean, you never know. Sometimes offense, defense. Oh, you know, so think, I, no, I'm just, yeah, I think I'm there's an dark. easier way to get the job. I would just tell Ziggy Wolf, I'm Bill Parcells' seventh cousin. That's right. I have Parcells' blood son. running through my body. Yep, Bill Parcells' illegitimate son is another one. Uh, I once, oh, I once was a bartender, and I served Bill Parcells a drink. Hire me. They'd all hire you right away. <laughs> They'd be like, "This is this is great." Tell us some Parcells stories. Yes. Tell us some more Parcells stories. What about the Timberwolves? What lies would you? Uh, oh. I would say um, so. So if Glenn we Taylor. were so, if I was sitting down with Glenn Taylor and I was talking to Glenn, and let's say Tibbs was staying, and Tibbs was going to just be coach, and they were going to hire me to be GM, but actually w- with authority, unlike Layden, I would uh, I would tell him, you know what, Glenn, you know Tibbs is a handful, but we can work together. I understand that there have been some problems here, but I am here to solve those problems, and I am here to work hand in hand with Tibbs. And Glenn would say, job's yours. And I would say, thanks, Glenn. I would then go to my new office. I would sit down and I would press the would button. Would you walk through the hole in the glass where I Tom would, Thibodeau apparently threw a computer monitor? I would press, would you go through the I would press the button on my on my speakerphone deal and say, and tell my secretary, send Tibbs in. And Tibbs would come in. Guess I'm working for you now. And I'd say, no, that's funny, Tom. You're not because you're fired. You're fired and I'm going to hire my own head coach. Wow. And in fact... And in fact, I lied to Glenn. You are no longer associated with the Minnesota Timberwolves LLC. I think part of your your problem there is that that Glenn would immediately slot you in above Tom Thibodeau. Like that would be well. That's that's a tough. Yeah, you're probably right. And I would say, in order to uh, to ensure that he slots you in above Tom Thibodeau, the lie I would tell Glenn Taylor to get the job is, I would say three or four things. Number one, Glenn, I'm a terrible leader. I'm incompetent. (laughs) I have very little experience, and you're going to be really unhappy with my performance after about 18 months. And he says, you're hired, just like everyone else the last wow. 20 years who's run that front office. I thought you had to tell him lies, <laughs> Phil. Wow. Yeah, that was hard. I could just tell the truth then, is what you're saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I, yes. I, I got it, yeah. Uh, I think that's the only way. I mean, how else did Kurt Rambis, David Kahn... Tom Thibodeau with this much power, Randy Whitman, like how do those guys gain that much power? Nice Dave's right sweater though. game. Great told, sweater game. You told the truth. You go for the interview with a nice <laughs> 1980s, you know, corded up sweater. Yeah. I love that look. Great look. <laughs> oh, yeah, you told the truth to Glenn. You can't get the job that way. You had to lie. Well, if I'm looking at and being the GM here, and I heard him say that, I'd come in and t- you tell him what he wants to hear until you get there, and then you do what you got to do. <laughs> That's the thing, right? That's, exactly That's so funny. Right. Look yeah. me in the eye and tell me that you won't make significant changes. Okay, Craig, I won't yeah, make big yeah, changes. Yeah, I won't make any changes till the next day. And okay, yeah, we got the precinct suitor to give up their no trade. They're gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> genius. Genius. Uh, Reckless Wolves speculation with Jonathan Sharks from The Ringer and The Ringer's NBA show when we come back. Mackie and Judd now continue. Prepare to be dazzled. On 1500 ESPN. Tatum picks it up, floats it out towards Moore, swing to the open man. Rozier, three. Ooh. Got it. Ooh, man. Swing and push. Swing and push. 
23-11 is the Boston run. What you saw from the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight in the second half was an absolute embarrassment. Jeff Van Gundy at some point in the third quarter said, there's so much eye-rolling going on with the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're like a married couple that are tired of one another. I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but that's basically what he said. It was, a, it was the most hilarious line of the month as far as I'm concerned. But the Cleveland Cavaliers were an absolute disgrace in the second half. They gave a lackluster effort. They played no defense whatsoever. And when you take into account the fact that your starting backcourt of Jordan George Hill and J.R. Smith were outscored 41 to 3 by Rogier and Jalen Brown. That really tells you the story that you really, really need to know. Stephen A. You know just taking the gloves off, man. You know it's bad when, when Stephen A. dissects your play and rips you and doesn't sound mad. When it's just like a straight It's calm. just a normal delivery of, of instead of, you know, this was atrocious what they were... It's just a calm delivery. He sounds more disappointed than anything else. By the way, uh, we Jonathan Charks from The Ringer, we had as a guest. We, he may still join us this segment, but we're working on some communication behind the scenes. We're good people, communicators in the business. We're oh, that's because we're that in the communications business, Phil. Uh, but in the meantime, while we're at it, while we're sitting here speculating recklessly. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. The lottery, it was... It was super weird watching the lottery last night without any Wolves skin in the game, right? Oh, yeah. Like, when's the last time? Wh- Hold they on, had to have had a here. couple of years in there where they like didn't have their lottery pick when they were terrible, where they like traded away a pick or something right. and it was unprotected. Uh, Mike Rand wrote in the Star Tribune today, uh, today that was the first time since 2004 that they okay, were Okay, so I was wrong. So it really has been 14 yes. years since. We're used to the actual <laughs> speculation of how many. And, and actually, the, the speculation... Regarding the wolves in that process, at least for the last ten years or so, at least has always been: how are they going to get screwed and move backwards? Correct. Yes. For the most part, it's never about hey, you know, they got an opportunity to move up. It's always been something's going to go wrong. Yes. So they they didn't play a role in the lottery last night. They do have a draft pick later in the first round. ESPN.com is already mocking the NBA draft, gentlemen. Of course they are. Number one overall, the Phoenix Suns. The big man, 19-year-old kid from Arizona, DeAndre Ayton. I'm just going to skip. I'm going to give you the first few. Uh, let's, let's just Marvin Bagley to Atlanta, number three. Let's just get right to it here. Timberwolves with the 20th overall pick mm-hmm. via the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. This guy has a face guard on. 19-year-old small forward, six foot nine, from... Some other country. Is it Dejanin Musa? I want to mock. Mock! I want to mock. Mock! So you're telling me. It's just not the same, by the way. It's not the same, by the way. Enjoy the G League, buddy. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A 19-year-old kid who Tom Thibodeau has probably never seen play. He might just cut him at the 20th pick. (laughs) Just not this. Trying to mock is just not the same. It's not like football. It's just the the anticipation of the top five in football is so high. And in basketball, I probably know two names. Yeah. The, if you read all, yeah. if you read the top five names, I deleted. I, I closed the I window. Might, yeah. I might know two. I might not. Yeah. Well, there, I think part of it in football, for sure, with the quarterbacks, like yeah. in, in basketball, the top picks are all one and done guys that you may maybe you saw a couple times in the NCAA tournament, but so in football, you get a chance to know. 
Matt Barkley over the course of multiple years or Tim Tebow or whoever it is. You get to watch the quarterbacks for three or four years. Uh, Mackie and Judd, we're talking uh, reckless NBA speculation and Wolves. Jonathan Charks from The Ringer, TheRinger.com, and also The Ringer's NBA show. Thanks for joining. We'd like to engage in some reckless Timberwolves speculation if you'd like to indulge us. Can we throw a few things at you? Speculation is great. All right. If you're the Timberwolves, are you likely shopping Andrew Wiggins, or are you trying to keep the Wiggins cat core together long-term to ride out the rest of these teams in the Western Conference? Let's start there. What would you do if you were Tom Thibodeau and Scott Layden with Andrew Wiggins? I mean, I guess this is like an obvious answer, but it just depends what you can get for him. My concern is, given his contract right now, that you could not get very fair value for him. So at that point, you have to just develop him because he has too much potential to give away for not a good deal. Uh, from your perspective, where do you see the Wolves being at right now when, when it comes to the fact that the Rockets are still great for sure, Golden State is? Where do you size that them up as being among Western Conference teams, Jonathan? I mean, I would say just in the pack. Like, they just have some structural issues right now that's holding them back. Like, the way their roster is set up this year, it's hard to see them winning, beating Houston or Golden State, or you making that a series. They just have... They've got a couple basic things to fix before they even worry about the big picture stuff. Like, they don't have enough shooting. They don't have enough defense. And that was obvious all season. Like that was just going to be a thing to address next this offseason. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was so bad in a couple of those playoff games. All right. Carl Anthony Towns. What was your opinion of Carl Anthony Towns before the five games against the Rockets, in particular the first two? Um, and then did, did those five games against the Rockets change your opinion of Carl Anthony Towns? No, I mean, Cat's amazing. Like, he's got things he needs to work on, but he's, what, 21, 22? Yeah. So if a guy gets 36 points in a game, I mean, the guy's got incredible talent. It just takes time for a big man sometimes. He's got to get better on defense, but that was already given. That was, We knew that going into the series. That was going to be an issue. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, Jim, Jimmy Butler. So he has one year left in his contract. I almost feel like, well, Tom Thibodeau probably wants to offer him a four-year deal for as much money as they can possibly offer. I almost feel like the smart thing to do would maybe be, and maybe Jimmy's in this boat too, because it doesn't sound like Jimmy wants to lock in for like four years with the team that's in question. Like a, maybe you approach him for a year and then a player option just to make sure he's under contract for two more years. Uh, how do you read the Jimmy Butler situation right now? I don't know that you want to do that. I mean, he's what, 28? Yeah, 28, 29. I think he wants to lock in a long-term deal. I don't think at his age he's going to want to do two years and go to the market at 31 when his body's broken down before. I think if you want to do anybody, you got to pay him his money. Yep. Like a full big-time contract. Do you think, and this is probably the most important question for the long-term health of this franchise, do you think that uh, Tibbs' coaching style works in today's game? And, and if so, because he seems like a shelf-life guy to me, how long do you think he can have success before he burns out, and I guess more importantly, he burns his players out? I'm more worried about his front office decisions. Like, yeah. he's the only GM coach left besides Pop, and it's a whole different thing. Like, I, the coaching stuff, I think Tibbs is, has shown he can't adjust things. I think he's a good enough coach, but him being GM has not been, it's been a lot of, like, short-sighted, it's been a lot of moves you would think a coach Jim would do it in a bad way, if you know what I mean. That's what I'd be worried about. Yeah. I mean, like, I just found a story that now there's now Tyus Jones is rumored to be on the trade block because 
they want to bring Derrick Rose back for a bunch of money. Like that's I get that Derrick Rose wasn't a train wreck in the playoffs, but there's like a five year sample post Chicago that you should probably not ignore. Jonathan Charks is our guest from the Ringer, uh, the Ringer NBA show. Let's. Uh, did you have the same feeling watching the game last night? Like LeBron is going, he scores twenty one in the first quarter, and you look around in the second half, and every time like Jeff Green touches the ball or Larry Nance Jr., they're throwing the ball to someone in a Celtics jersey. This feels more than ever like the last run for LeBron, probably even in the next week with the Cavs. What, what, what did you think watching that game last night, Jonathan? Yeah, it definitely feels like that. It just feels like they're one guard away, like Tyree, Isaiah Thomas. Like they just need George Hill to be great. It's just hard to trust that George Hill's going to get you like 16 points against a good defense. Or J.R. Smith. Like, I mean, what is J.R. doing? Pushing guys in the air. Like, I just want such a supporting cast. Boston looks great. Listen, if it was hockey, J.R. Smith is sending a message yeah, for the next to send game. A message, exactly. He's right. the fourth line bruiser in, sending a they, message. They, Enforcer. They take deep shots like that though in hockey. I'm not a hockey guy. I don't even know. <laughs> that was very questionable to me what he did last night. Yeah. If if you uh, could put LeBron in the ideal situation a year from now, what team would you put him on? Uh, the thing people have been speculating, it just does feel ideal. So you trade Brandon Ingram to San Antonio for Kawhi, then you can bring out, you got LeBron, Paul George, Kawhi in LA. I think that's the kind of team you need to have to beat the Warriors. Wow. Like, give me three stars. Something crazy like that. Yes. I like that idea. I like that. That could work in Los Angeles. Jonathan Sharks from TheRinger.com, The Ringer NBA Show. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Um, yeah, he's. I listen to the Ringer NBA show once in a while, and they've got like four or five guys, and he's he's uh, it's Kawhi. A check it out if you like Paul TV. George, LeBron. Now that okay, now that could work. That's way different than sure. Lonzo and Le- but, but that's LeBron. What I, but that's what I'm saying. If Magic, if Magic can do that, then it gets enticing. And and if LeBron wins a championship with a core like that in that town for that franchise. Mm-hmm. It puts him. It puts. It takes him from being already phenomenal and an all-time great to he turned the Lakers around. Unless Butler, Cat, and Kawhi form together first. LeBron, Butler, player, Kat, and Kawhi. Your player coach thing. Your player coach thing works to me. Well, GM. If, if whatever you, you fire have to tips, offer. you fire tips. You hire a GM who's LeBron's friend. Okay. LeBron is essentially player coach. You do not need, and you have an assistant coach draw plays because LeBron's going to tell the guy he's a moron regardless and override those plays. Just think about it for a second. Sounds crazy. Reckless speculation with no regard for human life. It sounds crazy, but is it crazy? It's not that crazy in the NBA where, like, anything, you just, players get together in the offseason and say, all right, we'll just figure out the cap stuff later. I mean, James Harden and Chris Paul. Pretty much just, and and even in the NHL, like Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter said, let's just, we'll find a way to make this yeah, work. Team up. Yeah. Huh. I think LeBron probably craves a there. Tom Thibodeau presence in his life. I don't know. No, that, Maybe they can work that together. That would be the key to extract it. Dave, what do you got for us in stuff next? Reckless NFL speculation from somebody who would definitely know. We also are going to talk about the ladies. Wow. If you're Mackie. When will I know when I'm a man? 
Your mom and I will tell you. Judd Zolgad. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Stuff you should know about is sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring with Indeed? You can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com slash hire. Mackie and Judd show. Stuff you should know about. Hosts, go. Producer, we're go. Technical, go. Music, go. Volume, go. The actual stuff, we are go. Control, we are a go. You are clear to launch stuff you should know about. We are go for launch. So confused right now. Dave Harrigan, NFL spec radio and buttons. NFL speculation. I can't wait. I love National Football League speculation. Do you want to get into that right now, Judd? Is that just got well, you, you teased all it? You teased it. It sounds juicy. We're looking to add wings. That's actually not NFL speculation. Oh, That's tough. appetizer speculation, Tom. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Fernando. I feel like Judd when Judd gets the button bar. Random buttons. Just listen to this. Listen to what listen to what could be happening in the NFL 2018. Wentz, Rodgers gets out, floats it, a pass caught, touchdown Des Bryant. Could it be really? Des Bryant in Green Bay? We go to the Adam Schefter podcast where he had new Monday Night Football guy Jason Witten on. He's certainly going to have some great opportunities. He's motivated, and I think he's going to end up going to the Green Bay Packers. I mean, I think that's a great spot for him. Aaron Rodgers, he throws that back shoulder throw so well, uh, and and Dez has great chemistry with a good quarterback that can put the ball wherever he wants, because I still believe Dez can high point the football as good as there is anybody, any other wide receiver in the National Football League. So you partner him up with Jimmy Graham, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers, I think that offense can put up a lot of points. And losing Jordy Nelson here in the offseason when they cut him, I think it's a win-win for the Packers. I, I look for him to go there and uh, to really help them take the next step and get back on the playoff run. Uh-oh. Jason Witten going all in on speculation days after retirement. I like Jason Witten. And you know that he's not just like pulling that out of thin air, right? He's probably that's probably a report kind of masked as an opinion. So I like it. Des Bryant in Green Bay. That'll be an interesting, interesting fit. All right. Yeah, and just in case he doesn't go to Green Bay, uh, Jason Witten also then continue to say, you know, if it's not Green Bay, second landing spot, New Orleans. I'd say New Orleans. Wow. Pairing with Drew Brees. Drew so Brees go get him, Purple. So is this just Des Bryant texting him? All the greatest quarterbacks <laughs> in NFL <laughs> history. Think so. You know, Patriots maybe. We'll yeah, see. Maybe no, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't checked. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, go, go get him. Do you want to hear an excited play-by-play guy? Of course. Yeah, always, yes. Uh, yeah, we talked a little puck earlier. Uh, Dave Mishkin does the play-by-play on the radio for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Woo, he had it going last night. Colburn, a left point shot block. Rebound Johnson, left circle. Shoot, score! Score! Maybe it was point! They were both there. They both took the shot. But the way point reacted, it's his goal. And it's 4-1 Lightning. Not sure who scored that. I have no idea. I feel like, okay. That, okay. So many things to unpack with <laughs> yeah, that sound back, he He's like over-modulating the explanation. Deliver the excited goal, but then like explain in a normal voice what happened. But he just over-modded the whole thing. Colburn, a left point shot block. Rebound Johnson, left circle. Shoot, score! Score! Maybe it was point. They were both there. They both took the shot. But 
the way Point reacted, it's his goal, and it's 4 1 Lightning. I enjoyed that a lot. Jake <laughs> forgot to turn the volume down. I have no clue. But I didn't enjoy that. <laughs> What's happening? I don't know. Oh, my God. As when the time ran out in the third period. This is a 4 2 game. The last minute and a half, you know what's going to happen unless it's a you know major miracle. The Caps get two more goals. Two goal lead is a tough one. That's true, but it started as a three goal lead. So does that really count? I I see what you're saying, Dave. Yeah, I mean, you figure it's you know all right. You got the win. That's pretty cool. You're back in the series. That's fantastic. Uh, We don't turn down the volume though. This is a big statement win for the Lightning. Big, big, big for two. They win game three. (laughs) There will be a game five Saturday at Emily Arena. I, I know this. Why have we never heard from this guy big before? Mean, steaming win. Why is this guy not put, doing Monday Night Football? I don't mean to put down cable access, guys, but doesn't this sound like like a call that, that you would hear on like an old school cable access play by play? It sounds like a call you need to start hearing on Thursday Night Football. Why do we need this? Is a big steaming win for the Lightning. Big, big, big. Four two. They win game three. <sighs> Why does he have a voice? There will be a game five Saturday at Emily Arena. Come on! Football! (laughs) Big, big, big! You know, my my first question was, why is this guy not doing football? But then I realized, why would you want to limit a talent like that to just 16 games in a season? That's That's true. He needs to explore the space. Sounds like an old Rogers Communications (gasps) Cable Access call. (laughs) That'd be good enough for me. Uh, I saw Dwayne Wade complaining about this on Twitter, and it's my complaint, too. Do you know when Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals is? July 4th? Not quite. <laughs> it's but pretty close. close. <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, it's like, they have yeah. three days off. West won't play Game 3, obviously, till Sunday, too. It is three weird. days off? Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, this has been going on for a long time. It used to be worse. The first round, 15 years ago, I think the first round was, was more spread out than the first round is now. They try and get the we- weekends, basically, I think. That's their whole thing. They want as many games on the weekends as possible. Wait, I think, uh, so wait, Western Conference Finals tonight. I think Western Conference Finals is every other night. I think they I think they play game four on Sunday. I'm pretty sure Western Conference Finals is also Friday night. But yes, I it's ridiculous. I'm with you. Yeah. It doesn't mean. I'm but, with you. It's but ridiculous. it is ridiculous that you have to wait a week. Yes. And, I mean, the season started in October. Like, let's get on with it. I love I love the suspense and all, but I don't know if we need a week of suspense, basically. No, you're, you're full of crap, Phil. Western Conference Game 3 is Sunday. So they take a bunch of time off, too. Yeah, don't question my It's the weekends. They're trying to get... But yes, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. They should play every other day in both sports. In hockey, they used to play back-to-backs. Oh, my God. I know. It's I mean, amazing. how can you play back-to-backs? And, and they skated up rink both ways. Yes. It was really You intense. know what? Get your season done with. Just get the season done. That would be okay. You familiar with Carson Smith, right-hander, Boston Red Sox? I saw this story. Gave up a home run Monday. Wasn't too happy about it. Went in the dugout, threw his glove, a little temper tantrum. No big deal. Uh, Except when Dave Dombrowski had to then talk about it. We are uh, placing him on the disabled list effective today uh, with a right shoulder subluxation. We talked to Carson. He's very apologetic. He's feel bad about it. When he left the game, um, he was upset, threw his glove, and when he threw his glove, his shoulder subluxed. That would be a partial dislocation. He could be done for the year. Very Martin Grammatica-like, right? Where he, but he was celebrating <laughs> yes. a kick of some kind, like a short field Equally goal. Equally that stupid. You are right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Woo! 
Screw your shoulder up. I'm going to tease some twins breaking news for the segment after stuff. Oh, whoa. And that you won't be seeing a twins player for a very long time either. That just came out. We'll we'll get to that in a little wow. bit here. Just want to tease that ahead. Is his name Miguel? I'm not going to reveal. This is so in my head right now. I don't know that I can listen to the rest yeah. of stuff. Well, here's an idea for somebody like Judd, who's got some Russian blood in him. Yeah, alligator blood. The yeah. title is "What to Do to Have a Chance with a Russian Girl." Step number one. Oh, okay. Russian girls, like any other girls, play close or pay close attention. If you're clean, you smell good. And if you go well-dressed, the first impression is very important. <laughs> Judd's out. Oh, hey, pay attention to your image. <laughs> See ya. Step two. <laughs> Russian Sorry, girls do not like to feel like objects. Many men, because the Russian women are beautiful, only want to take them to bed. Maybe they want it too, but they are people who want to feel important and unique. The advice is to treat the women who, a woman who's in front of you as if they have their own ideas and wishes. Pay attention to them yeah. as well as yourself. The judge not interested in eye contact or conversation. Am I in on this one? There are eight more <laughs> steps, boys, in how to uh, get uh, get familiar with Russian women. How to woo a Ruski. This is because this is a chapter taken from a uh, manual that was put out by the Argentine Football Association, that country's governing body of soccer, as part of a whole conference that was held with players coaches, executives, and media members prior to the World Cup. Oh, yep. Once they realized what they had done, they went and grabbed all the manuals, ripped that chapter out, but some lucky media member was able to hold on to that and publish everything. Bravo! Fine work. Genius. Investigative reporting at its finest. It's very right important there. work right there. Yep. Very important work. Yep. Watergate, important. This is right in there in the top three, yeah. for sure. Smell good, huh? Dress well. Oh, you you shower. Oh, I do shower. Yeah. yeah, you're dressing well though. I would not qualify. It's a new shirt. Yeah, Iowa. I bought this short sleeve shirt. It's very very comfortable. <laughs> very Charlie Sheen like. <laughs> it's a Charlie, Charlie Sheen like. Yes, it is. <laughs> did, you, did you brag that you bought your new clothing item in Iowa? Like some people say, yeah, went to New York. Oh sure, yeah. Went to Barney's. You know what my favorite went thing to about Saks this is. Fifth. I can fold. I can fold. This. <laughs> went to Super Target and Ankeny. No I big did. deal. <laughs> I did. Well, What's all you know that? What? I saw, I can't remember who. In Ames, yes. Super Target. Someone tweeted this. I can't remember who in my timeline a couple days ago. But it, like the most Minnesota thing ever is when someone compliments you on a piece of clothing or whatever it is. In the immediate reaction, nine times out of let ten. Let me guess. Let me guess. I got it on sale. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. I got a great deal. About, like how great of a deal you got. It. By the way, I not on sale here. I paid. I paid full retail price for this very short sleeve button up shirt. Wow. And here's the best part. It looks about like this clearance shirt. rack, but that's just. And here it does. And here's the best part. The best part about this shirt is I can take this shirt off. I can bundle it up. I can throw it in a pile. I can pick it up and then and it wear it again. Iron. Yes, it and, looks iron. Which is what? Well, I don't know about that. But. Well, it's close enough. It's, it's, clearly, it's close enough. There's clearly it's, lines going across. Okay, yeah, but you've seen shirts that get really, like, they've, they've got to be washed and ironed again. This shirt, uh-uh. There's a clear bacon aspect to the collar on the left, know, like, you, if you've you're ironed getting, it. You're getting into the details right now. What is minutiae I don't care about? Uh, we actually do have breaking twins injury news when we come back. A player that's been out, you won't see for a while. Mackie and Jeff.
Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. You know, it's, it's just like his own reality show. Mackey and Judd. I love it. On 1500 ESPN. Ever dream of playing at U.S. Bank Stadium? Well, now is your chance. Sign up your team right now to participate in United Health Group's Touch of Football Flag Football Tournament. It's coming up Saturday, September 8th. Flag football teams will take over the stadium for a one-day six-on-six tournament all to raise money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Team spots are limited. They are selling out fast. Only a few left, so get yourself signed up now. You can find the details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. And he bunts it. Back to Gregerson who has one play, throws it wide! Into scores Morrison down to second base goes Buxton. And that's why bunting is good. In the air to left field. Back is Ozuna. He turns. Gone. Home run, Bobby Wilson. You know what? I think Bobby Wilson showed the Twins are going to be just fine. Dude's hitting bombs last night. Jason Castro out for the season. Yeah. Torn meniscus worse than thoughts or the surgery. Well, they, they got inside there and found out it was worse, huh? So, yeah, Jason Castro, not exactly a wizard with the bat, but I think by far the best defensive catcher the Twins have. He's out for the season. Good frame pitches. Twins just sent out a release. I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. As, Mitch Garver, come on down. As a veteran of the uh, sports scene here, when you hear that an athlete is going to to either be checked out or have a procedure done at the Stedman Clinic in Vail, Colorado, it's not good. Like, when's the last time that you saw a report that someone was going to the Stedman and they came back and they're like, ready to go, I'm fantastic. Yeah. Sidney Rice went to the Stedman Clinic. I think he played in about three games in 2010. Yeah. The Stedman Clinic is a place where, I'm not saying they don't do good work. <laughs> sounds I'm, like you're blaming the clinic. No, no, I'm sure they do good work, but the problem is the work that you need there is probably going to keep you out for <laughs> several months. And now that Dr. James Andrews is screwing things up in his old age, too. Oh, yeah, that's Phil Mackey right there. That's Phil Mackey, just in case it's wrong. (laughs) Like, Dr. James Andrews does so many surgeries. Let's say that guy does 100 top athlete surgeries (laughs) a year. Like, you're going to mess up one of them, right? So he probably has a trail of, like, 30 horribly gone wrong surgeries. Lawsuits. How do you approach that in the uh, room after? Listen, I butchered the hell out of your knee. I mean, seriously. But I'm still batting, like, 990 for my career. Swing oh, was, and a miss. Yeah. My bad. Good luck. It was your left leg? I mean, you're right. Exactly. I knew that all along. Precautionary. <laughs> Operate on your right knee. Uh, as Derek Wetmore points yeah. out, on uh, he just posted a story about this. and like His tweet is obvious but true. Losing a starting catcher is a significant blow. It's not that Castro's hitting a buck 50. He's not a great hitter. But yep. there's, some, there's a calming influence that he brings that Mitch Garver does not bring. The framing gets overplayed, but he's a good pitch framer too. Mitch Garver can hit, but but and he's got a good arm, so he could potentially throw throw guys out at second base. But I don't think receiving wise, he's very good. I, I think when Collar came in here two weeks back and griped about it, I think Collar's right. Yeah, he's the catching whisperer on the show. I just, here. Wa- I just wonder if you want to make a call to the Chicago Cubs and uh, potentially bring back our old buddy Chris Jimenez too. He can pitch as well, you know. Yeah, I I would say. At this point, and I don't know if the Cubs would do that or not. Like the Cubs are trying to win a World Series, and if they feel like it's just worth it to have Chris Jimenez as a good backup catcher, then so be it. I think he's it. in Des Moines still, though. Oh, really? I think he's been in AAA all year. Oh, I did not yeah, know he, that. Oh, he signed to be Hugh Darvish's catcher. 
You was terrible. You got DL'd, and I want to say during this entire time that Jimenez was in Des Moines really? playing for the I Cubs. And as far as I know, he's still there. So, so he can't he's just hit a minor catcher. But that's fine. Like I, I, you know what? I didn't know that. Go in the clubhouse, Phil. And that does matter to some yeah. extent. Uh, there's just a certain calming effect that a really good catcher has. I mean, Collar was the the catching whisperer, and I were talking yesterday at the ballpark. This is way before the game when all the uh, Miguel Sano workouts are taking place and the real journalists oh, are out there reporting. Yeah, because you yeah. were insiding. Yeah, no, just so you know. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not passing judgment. The real journalist for, yeah. for the baseball game. Itself. And even things like like when Mitch Garver's behind the plate, uh-huh. and you got a runner on third base, you got two strikes, but you you really. You want that comfort knowing you can spike a breaking ball or something or put a pitch close and your catcher's not going to mess it up. And Mitch Garver has not earned that yet. He's 27 years old. He's been playing pro ball for a long time. He's a pretty good hitter, but he hasn't earned that behind the plate yet. So I think Jason Castro does deserve a lot of credit for the improvements of Jose Barrios and Kyle Gibson. I mean, there's definitely something to be said there, and he is out for the season now with a torn meniscus. Did they? Did, does uh, Derek Story say? Did they? They remove part of the meniscus. Is that correct? Not the entire thing. Um, I'm just reading through what uh, they did. Twins Twitter here. Phil Miller says meniscus tear was worse than expected. Doctors did a full repair. Castro uh, okay. won't play again until 2019. It's Peterson like then. Uh, uh, Molitor said Castro's meniscus damage was more significant than the MRI show. This must have been yesterday. Mid surge. Oh, mid surgery decision was made to Ooh. do more. To prevent bone on bone situation. In the That's future. what Peterson, if you recall, when Peterson had his surgery done, the big the big controversy was they said we could do. I want to say was it a partial one? They they said we, we could do a partial we we could do a partial repair and you'll be out for like three weeks or a month or something. But if we do that, it's going to be a problem for you as you age, and that there's it's going to be bone on bone eventually. And arthritis will set in, and Peterson's like, no, no, do the do it so it doesn't get worse. And they did, and that that's why he missed like four months or something. Hmm. Same thing here. So do they? It, have, it's like, quality of life. Do you get to sign off on a choose your own adventure surgery beforehand. When I take you or do guys, they have to like wake you up half sedated and like get you to sign when something. When I take you guys, hey, we're gonna do we're gonna do a little more. We need your signature inside the operating room, like I so often do. Are you impressed by that? I mean, I'm a sports writer slash broadcaster, and I just broke down a surgery. I feel like you're reading off WebMD right now. No, I'm not. I'm not even looking at anything. No, I'm a guy with a high school degree who got tired of college, and now I have tackled legal fields and medicine. And you know what Judd also knows a lot about? Oh, hold on a second here. Let Mortgages. Me... That's exactly right, Phil. We'll, we'll talk to Doug Kazarian when we come back about gambling, which Judd also knows quite a bit about, was... except he didn't know what money lines were yesterday. But yeah. wait, we got that straightened out today. Okay, full disclosure. Gambling, Judd was very poor. Judd was bad. Judd quit. But you know what Judd's good at? Telling you about what mortgage company you need to contact because I've got the company for you. It's the folks at Prime and Kent McCullough. Because this isn't about simply selling you on something. When the advice comes from me, I want to give you full disclosure what the process is about. Prime wants to earn your trust first. In fact, they would rather earn that trust than sell you a loan. That means while Prime would love to have you as a client, what they want to do is they want to sit down, meet with you first, explain the plan, and then from there, the decision is up to you. That's because this is about a couple very important things. It's important in business, it's important in life, it's important in sports, it's important in all walks. Those things are teamwork and collaboration. It's what Prime is all about. It's what they believe in. If you're shopping for a mortgage, you can count on Prime. 
to give you sound advice and straight answers. Here's all you have to do. Go to their website right now, goprimewithkent.com, goprimewithkent.com, goprimewithkent, K-E-N-T.com. More Mackie and Judd after this.